0: everybody welcome to the fearless presentations podcast i'm doug standard ceo of the leaders institute and this is the podcast that helps people just like you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter this is episode number 133 133 episodes wow and on this episode i'm going to talk about how to deliver presentations that are that are created by somebody else well and just to kind of give you a little background, pre-COVID-19, these were presentations where maybe your boss or somebody from the marketing department would create a slideshow for you and say, here, go deliver this. And those were, were kind of hard. However, what's happening more often today is that we're giving a slideshow for a Zoom meeting and and um, and the same thing is kind of happening. The The slideshow is coming from somebody other than us. And sometimes it's a matter of you know, we're, we're creating our slideshow before we've actually created our speech, and that can cause a challenge as well. So if any of those things are happening to you, then the tips that I cover on this session will be very helpful. The podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations and fearlesspresentations.com. So for those of you who are kind of new to the podcast, Fearless Presentations is a website that is really specifically designed to help people reduce public speaking fear and become more poised and, and professional when they, when they speak. And we do this through a, a number of different genres of presentation training. Obviously, the podcast is one of those genre, genres. Um, however, we also have dozens of mini courses and online courses to, to help people reduce that public speaking nervousness and, and become a better speaker. Now, recently, one of the things that we've done is we've made a big move to where we're offering all of our mini courses, all of our online courses on a membership basis. So instead of what we've done in the past where uh, folks would purchase a single mini course, and they would pay a separate fee for each one of those additional mini courses. And um, now, what you do is you pay a small uh, monthly access fee, and you get access to every single one of them. So, since it's a monthly fee, if you if you want to binge all of the sessions in a 30-day period, you can just cancel the membership after the first month, and you got everything that we that we offer in a, a for a very small fee. Um, however, just so you know, we're we're putting out new sessions every single week. So every week there's you know there's additional hours of, of of training that you can get. And the membership has, it's just got a tremendous value. So um, you also get a huge discount, by the way, if you purchase the annual membership. I think if I, if I remember the math, it comes out to be like right around $30 a month annual, if you purchase the annual, uh, if you purchase the membership annually anyway. So to access all of the sessions, go to fearlesspresentations.com online-presentation-courses. Um, that's fearlesspresentations.com online-presentation-courses. Um, you, if you, you can actually get there from the, from the homepage as well. So you just go to fearlesspresentations.com. At the top of the toolbar where you see um, the information about the public speaking training, um, if, you, if you hit that drop-down list, it'll pull up the online courses. And just click, once you're on that page, just click the Become a Member link. Uh, by the way, th- this membership is absolutely the best, m- most economical way to become a fearless speaker. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. Hey, so my topic today is how to deliver a PowerPoint slideshow or a PowerPoint presentation that's designed by somebody else. So just so you know, narrating a PowerPoint slideshow or PowerPoint presentation that's designed by somebody other than yourself can be very challenging. In fact, one of the fastest ways to increase public speaking fear and make your presentation sound canned and well, boring for it is to try to deliver a powerpoint slideshow that somebody else designed for you it doesn't mean that you can't do it by the way it just means that when when you do you're you're probably going to be more nervous in the process you'll you'll have less of a natural flow than what you would normally have when you stand up and deliver a, a speech that you created so remember that a presentation or a speech is really just a conversation that you're having with your audience. So if you create the speech, you'll be speaking in your own words. Whereas uh, if, if somebody else creates the speech for you, you're going to feel more uncomfortable and the, and the nervousness is going to increase pretty dramatically. If you remember back, good example, this, if you remember back, uh, there, there was a, a play, you know, written way back in time, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. I can't even pronounce it because it's French. But um, I remember it from when I was a kid. There was a, a movie, a Steve Martin movie uh, called Roxanne, which was an adaptation of the the play. And in the movie or in the play or in the book, whatever, whatever wherever you've had experience with it, there are two main male characters. One of the characters is Chris, Christian and the other one is is Cyrano. Now, both of these guys are in love with Roxanne and Christian sees himself as being inarticulate and Cyrano sees himself as being ugly. <laughs> so Christian gets Cyrano to write love letters for him. And, and it works pretty well until Roxanne figures out who actually wrote the, the love letters. So the movie and, and probably the play too, it portrays Christian as really being a dunce. <laughs> but according to the original play, Christian is a brave and intelligent warrior who is just nervous. And Christian is is the kind of person that Roxanne would fall in love with if he used his own words to woo her. Uh, but because he was using Cyrano's verbiage, basically in today's in today's world, that would be Cyrano's slideshow or Cyrano's visual aids or Cyrano's presentation. It, it made. Christian more nervous and not less nervous. And so, and that's where a lot of people kind of find themselves. They find themselves using somebody else's words. So, so in the, in the movie, you know, Roxanne never really got to know the real Christian. And your audiences will will feel the same way. You you're going to feel much more confident if you can communicate your own words to your audience versus trying to manufacture the quote unquote right thing to say about a PowerPoint slide or or a bullet point or something else that somebody else created. So. With all that in mind, we know that the situation is going to occur where we've absolutely got no control over the PowerPoint slideshow or the visual aids, really. And, you know, for instance, if, if you're a, a sales associate and your company requires you to use a standardized PowerPoint presentation when you speak to a customer or if, or if um, someone calls in sick and you have to fill in for them last minute in a presentation, then basically the tips that we're going to cover today can, can really help out tremendously. So when, uh, when you're presenting slideshows made by other people, one of the things that you can do is you can add your own personal experiences to the pre-created PowerPoint slideshow. So basically you just use stories to make a point in the presentation. The, the main thing that sets one presenter apart from another is the personal example or the stories that the presenter tells during the presentation. And so you can easily make a, a PowerPoint presentation your own just by inserting stories and examples from your own personal experience. So for example, let's assume that your bullet point is sales decreased by 10% last year. I mean, if you can just recall a single example or single incident of one thing that happened during that quarter that will add some clarity, to it, it will add some clarity to basically what you're telling the audience. So an example might be, um, you know, something like, you know, a couple of years ago when I was a sales rep, I remember days that as soon as I would set the receiver down, another new incoming call would be, would already be automatically routed to me. Um, the guys who are on duty now, though, are averaging ten to fifteen minutes between each call, and at first we thought that the sales reps were were wasting time between sales calls but even though but we in fact we even thought about downsizing the the sales team however, because each salesperson is was able to follow up better with each incoming lead, their closing ratios have increased two hundred and fifty percent, so that ten percent decrease in in sales is coming from less than half the number of incoming leads that we were receiving in the boom. Right. So basically that story or that example adds clarity to what the bullet point is, is telling us, right. And the, the bullet point in and of itself just says, Hey, we decreased 10%, but it didn't say why it didn't say what we've done to try to fix it. So the, the story or the example adds more clarity to it without the personal story, it looks like the sales team is failing <laughs> but in reality the sales team might be doing a tremendous job with the resources that they have uh, by the way this is the technique that our fearless presentations instructors use when they're out teaching our our classes to our clients you know we we, we all use the sli- same slideshow i use the same slideshow as every one of the instructors that teach our classes do but our classes are all fairly unique you know like for instance toby is our instructor in florida His background is in comedy improv, so when he teaches his classes, he's inserting those funny stories and examples throughout the classes. I mean, the whole whole class is a is is a riot. Liam is our instructor in South Texas, and he started his career as an engineer. So um, even though he's very entertaining and very interesting, he uses examples that help participants make technical presentations more fun because he knows that a lot of his clients are going to be folks that are having to deliver those technical presentations. And so that's kind of his focus. And so he chooses stories and examples to help reinforce those things. So it's the same slideshow, but with totally different deliveries because of the, the stories that each one of those guys has. The second thing that you can do is avoid memorizing somebody else's notes or Basically, if you, if you do that, you're going to increase your nervousness exponentially. exponentially. Um, so if you, if you try to write down everything that somebody else tells you to say about a topic or about a presentation and then try to memorize it, you're going you're gonna to make yourself so nervous. That's, that is really, really hard to do. So instead, go to each one of the bullet points and then ask yourself, hey, what is the most important thing that the audience would need to know about that particular point? Whatever pops into your head when you ask that question will likely be exactly what the audience needs to know. And in fact, the answer to this question should be it should be an example, a story, an analogy, or, or something tangible that clarifies the point that you're making. Um, you may not have a lot of control over what bullet points the creator puts into the presentation. However, you do have control over how you explain them. So a good example of this is um, is our list of ten ways to add impact to a presentation. It's in the Fearless Presentations class. Uh, it, we we use this as an example, by the way, of how to deliver a presentation with lots of bullet points. So if you've if you've been listening to the Fearless Presentations podcast or done any of our programs over the years, uh, one of the things that we tend to try to coach people to do is to do just a few concepts, a few bullet points per sitting or per presentation, and you typically get a whole lot better result. Well, one of the things that we will, we will do though is we know that that's in many situations that our presenters are going to, our clients are going to find themselves in, they're going to have to deliver a bunch of bullet points. And so we show them a a good way to do it. And so the technique that we use here is where um, we give kind of a a corollary example or corollary explanation of every single one of the concepts. And we go back and cover a few of them in a little bit more detail. And each one of our instructors, you know, they're using their own experience, they're using their own stories, they're using their own examples to to kind of clarify each point. So like for instance, um, one of these concepts is to add more audience participation into your presentations. It's a way to add some, make your presentations more fun and interesting and interactive. So when I deliver this point, I like to give the class a few tips on how to elicit audience participation much better because that was what I struggled with when I was first starting out. How do you get people to respond to you? How do you get people to interact with you more effectively? However, our instructor in Dallas, Amy, she's really good at making meetings more energetic and enthusiastic. So when she teaches this class, she focuses, when she teaches that bullet point anyway, she focuses more on how to get the audience to want to participate, to make making the presentation more fun and interesting makes people want to participate. So again, we're both using the same slideshow, but we aren't just memorizing a bunch of boring talking points. Instead, we're focusing on what, what would be most helpful for each of our audience members. So the third thing that you may want to realize about delivering a slideshow or delivering a presentation that somebody else has designed for you is that you may not need to cover every single point that's in the slideshow. For instance, when other people write a PowerPoint presentation for you, they will often insert way too much data into each slide. So as a result, it can be very challenging to speak to every single bullet point. Just realize that as the presenter, you are in control of what you say. Um, I I, I give you a good example. I had had a client once whose executives decided to create one all-encompassing slideshow for any sales rep that, that any sales rep could use in any type of situation and They finished with a PowerPoint deck that had over 120 different slides in it. Now, there is no way that any presenter could deliver that much data in a single sales call. So what my client did was to print out the entire deck and then she took it to an office supply store and put a cover on it. And she gave out that bound document to all of her clients as a a reference. Then when she delivered the PowerPoint slideshow, she handpicked the slides that were most appropriate to each one of the clients at the time she presented. And as a result, she didn't bore any of them. So she got creative with the way that she delivered her presentation and was able to abide by what the company was requiring of her, but make it more beneficial to the folks who were actually in her audience. So sometimes you might have to, Get a little creative in in your delivery, but um, it can it can be very helpful if you do. So the main thing that you want to get from this session is that yeah, delivering a slideshow that somebody else created is more challenging, but it's not impossible. You can narrate a, a PowerPoint slideshow that somebody else created for you. Uh, it, it, it's going to be more challenging, obviously, but but you can do it. You just have to make sure that the, the power, that the PowerPoint kind of becomes your own by inserting your own personal stories and experiences. Um, spend more time determining exactly what is most important to the audience. And then also feel free to cut out some of the bullets if your presentation gets too data heavy. So if you follow these simple tips, you'll be a more charismatic and articulate um, presenter when you narrate somebody else's PowerPoint slideshow. Thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.